Welcome to the podcast. My name is Fernando. I am an alcoholic. Let's go ahead and open this session with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Welcome. Like I said, I'm Fernando, alcoholic. I have problems with alcohol and Fernando. Today I'll be reading a few of Daily Reflections, which was one of my favorites. It's out of a quote out of the 12 and 12 on page 116. It envelops everything. When I say, thank you, God, for my life, just the way it is, I get benefits. I do step three. I turn it over. I turn my will and my care over to the care of God. My will and my life over to into God's hands. Fix it. My God promised he will fix it. And so far he has fixed it. My needs are met. Yes, I need wisdom to understand what my wants are. I need wisdom to understand what's the difference between joy and happiness. Joy is an everlasting satisfaction and confidence that God is on the, on the wheel and happiness is just small little efforts on my part that I accomplish. I get happiness when I accomplish small goals and small situations and meet people. It's short-lived. All right, here we go. When we develop still more, we discover that the best possible source of emotional stability to be God himself. We found that dependence upon his perfect justice, forgiveness, and love was healthy and that it would work where nothing else would. If we really depended upon God, we couldn't very well play God for our fellows, nor would we feel the urge wholly to rely on human protection and care. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 116. This is huge, huge, folks. This is where all the problems of life comes from. In my point of view, the Creator has made us so we can high-five Him and, and live life together. When we cut him off and we don't depend upon him, we depend on the gifts he's given us, hope, joy, laughter, faith, they'll, they'll windle out, they'll fizzle out, as we all know. And we drink more alcohol to get back at them and it just creates havoc. When we really depended upon God, we couldn't very well play God to our fellows, nor to ourselves, nor would we feel the urge wholly to rely on human protection and care. Amen. 12 and 12, page 116. It has been my experience that when all human resources appear to have failed, there is always one who will never desert me. Moreover, he is always there to share my joy, to steer me down the right path, and to confide in when no one else would do. While my well-being and happiness can be added to or diminished, my human efforts only God can provide the loving nourishment upon which I depend for my daily spiritual health. This quotation is taken from Daily Reflections for December the 6th. AA.org for free, folks. All right, let's read this. The seventh says, the next one, true ambition. True ambition is not what we thought it was. True ambition is the deep desire to live usefully and walk humbly under the grace of God. 12 and 12, page 124 to 25. Alcoholic Anonymous, 
article book called The Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions. During my drinking years, my one and only concern was to have my fellow man think highly of me. My ambition in everything I did was to have the power to be at the top. My inner self kept telling me something else, but I couldn't accept it. I didn't even allow myself to realize that I wore a mask continually. Finally, when the mask came off and I cried out to the only God I could conceive, the fellowship of AA, my group, and the 12 steps were there. I learned how to change my resentments into acceptance, fear into hope, and anger into love. I have learned also through loving without undue expectations, through sharing my concerns and caring for my fellow man, that each day can be joyous and fruitful. I begin and end my day with thanks to God who has so generously shed his grace on me. December the 8th, Daily Reflections. Life will take on a new meaning. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends, this is an experience you must not miss. Again, life will take on a new meaning. We watch people recover. We see them go out and help others. We watch loneliness vanish. We see a fellowship grow about us. We have a host of friends. This is an experience we must not miss. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 89. That's my new drink, folks. That's my new addiction. An experience I might not miss. Frequent bright spots in my life with you and with others. We as a family, we have recovered. We have something to celebrate about and be grateful. It is through service that the greatest rewards are to be found. But to be in a position of offering true, useful, and effective service to others, I must first work on myself. This means that I have to abandon myself to God, admitting my faults, and clearing away the wreckage of my past. Work on myself has taught me how to find the necessary peace and serenity to successfully merge inspiration and experience. I have learned how to be, in the truest sense, an open channel of sobriety. Amen and amen. And with that, let me go to our next reading. will be Proverbs 6, for King Solomon. 6, 7, and 8. And 8 being my favorite. It says, Lessons for Daily Life. My sponsor, King Solomon, says, My child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said, follow my advice and save yourself. For you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now, swallow your pride. Go and beg to have your name erased. Don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. Take a lesson from the ant, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? 
When will you awake? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. What a worthless and wicked people like. What are they like? They are constant liars. Singling their deceit with a wink of the eye, a nudge of the foot, or the wiggle of fingers. Their perverted hearts plot evil, and they constantly stir up trouble. But they will be destroyed suddenly, broken in an instant beyond all hope of healing. There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Hotty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family. My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instructions. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, their counsel will lead you. When you sleep, they will protect you. When you wake up, they will advise you. For their command is a lamp and their instruction is a light. Their corrective discipline is the way to life. It will keep you from the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of a promiscuous woman. Don't lust for her beauty. Don't let her coy glance to seduce you. For a prostitute will bring you to poverty, but sleeping with another man's wife will cost your life. Can a man scoop a flame into his lap and not have his clothes catch on fire? Can he walk on hot coals and not blister his feet? So it is with the man who sleeps with another man's wife. He who embraces her will not go unpunished. Excuses might be found for a thief who steals because he is starving. But if he is caught, he must pay back seven times what he stole. Even if he has to sell everything in his house. But the man who commits adultery is an utter fool, for he destroys himself. He will be wounded and disgraced. His shame will never be erased. For the woman's jealous husband will be furious, and he will show no mercy when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation, nor be satisfied with a payoff of any size. Proverbs 7. Another warning about immoral women. Follow my advice, my sons. Always treasure my commands. Obey my commands and live. Guard my instruction as you guard your own eyes. Tie them on your fingers as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Love wisdom like a sister. Make insight a beloved member of your family. Let them protect you from an affair with an immoral woman. From listening to the flattery of a promiscuous woman. <clears throat> While I was at the window of my house, looking through the curtain, I saw some naive young men. And one in particular <clears throat> who lacked common sense. He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman. Strolling down the path by her house. <clears throat> it was at twilight in the evening as the darkness fell. The woman approached him, seductively dressed and sly of heart. She was the brash, rebellious type, never content to stay at home. She is often in the streets and markets, soliciting at every corner. She threw her arms around him and kissed him, and with a brazen look, she said, I just made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. You're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you, and here you are. 
My bed is spread with beautiful blankets with colored sheets of Egyptian linen. I perfume my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink our fill of love until morning. Let's enjoy each other's caresses. For my husband is not home. He's always, he's away on a long trip. He has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until later this month. So she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. He followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughter. He was like a stag caught in a trap, awaiting the arrow that would pierce its heart. He was like a bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life. So listen to me, my sons, and pay attention to my words. Don't let your heart stray away toward her. Don't wander down her wayward path. For she has been the ruin of many. Many men have been her victims. Her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is the den of death. Proverbs 8. Wisdom calls for a hearing. Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates of the entrance to the town, on the road leading in, she cries out loud. I call to you, to all of you. I raise my voice to all people. You simple people, use good judgment. You foolish people, show some understanding. Listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right, for I speak the truth and detest every kind of deception. My advice is wholesome. There is nothing devious or crooked in it. My words are plain to anyone with understanding, clear to those with knowledge. Choose my instructions rather than silver, and knowledge rather than pure gold, for wisdom is far... I lost my place. (laughs) For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with it. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. Common sense and success belong to me. Insight and strength are mine. Because of me, kings reign and rulers make just decrees. Rulers lead with my help and nobles make righteous judgments. I love all who love me. Those who search me will surely find me. I have riches and honor as well as enduring wealth and justice. My gifts are better than gold, even the purest gold. My wages better than sterling silver. I walk, I walk in righteousness. In paths of justice, those who love me inherit wealth. I will fill their treasuries. The Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. I was appointed in ages past, at the very first before the earth began. I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills I was born, before he had made the earth and fields and the first handful of soil. I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizons 
on the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas, so they would not spread beyond their boundaries, and when he marked off the earth's foundations. I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. Oh, how happy I was with the world he created, how I rejoiced with the human family. And my children, listen to me, for all who follow my ways are joyful. Listen to my instructions and be wise. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it for a second. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death.